Hello and welcome to Guysy Radio, another podcast, another week, and uh, a good opportunity today to catch up with Paul Clayton. Big thank you to everyone who has supported the Pay It Forward campaign. Really important to keep the club going in these difficult times. No revenue at the moment. Bringing it forward, bringing your uh, season ticket forward uh, to buy it now makes such a difference. If you can help us out, uh, do please do so. Guyseyafc.co.uk for all of the details. You can find the... uh, campaign on crowdfunder crowdfunder.co.uk forward slash guysley dash afc dash pay it forward Um, from every 100 pound we raise we will uh, be donating a match ticket to key workers that's all the wonderful people who are helping keep the country going just at this moment in this uh, very difficult time but today we're going to be a little bit coronavirus-free. We're going to have uh, a good chat with Paul Clayton and find out a little bit about him and uh, also about his time in, in, in football and, of course, uh, his views on where we are with Geisy. So I hope you enjoy it and, uh, well, settle in for uh, a good conversation. So I'm delighted uh, to be joined on the phone here by uh, Paul Clayton. Paul, thanks for your time today. Um, I know you've got uh, your hands full uh, at the moment, but um, it's great to to, to have uh, the opportunity to have a, have a chat in these uh, s- difficult times as they are. Um, look, first of all, first question really is, um, how are you? How, how's the family? Yeah, mate, we're all we're all good, um, as good as we can be. Um, obviously, I'd like to get out of the house, but obviously can't do so. <laughs> we get we're as good as we can be. We're healthy. That's the main thing. Well, that's good to hear. I think we're all feeling the same. That uh, all boxed in, aren't we? Um, yeah. it, it's been an unusual situation, and the timing of this pause um, for uh, for everyone is, is is difficult. But just looking at it from a, the point of view of uh, football and um, where we were as a, a football club, um, we were on the up, weren't we, at, at the time of the pause, which uh, is a bit frustrating because we've got a good young side doing so well, and. Um, we had that tremendous win at Kings Lynn, which would have given us a real boost going into the, the next few games, wouldn't it? Yeah, I mean, timing, things like I mean, at the time, I remember speaking to Marcus and Russ, and they, they were saying, we'll, we'll go down to Kings Lynn and we'll beat them. This is, we're all confident we'll go down there and beat them. And we're like, you know, we've, as, as a way form, it's been, it's been brilliant, hasn't it? Like, I mean, what is it, 11? Is it 11 unbeaten? Yeah. So, he, you could see a turn in you could see a turn in this season for us. It's already started. I, I just think if you look at the remaining how many games we've got left, I think we've got seven of the bottom nine is it to play. Yeah. So if you look at the hard work's being done. So if you look at it on paper and the teams that are in around the playoffs, which is obviously us as well, mm. we've got easier running on paper. And they're not, and there's no easy games, but you'd say there's hard work had been done earlier on in the season. And it's no fluke that you go to play teams like Kings Lynn and beat them. You don't go to York and beat them. And especially when you look at them both teams and none of them have, you know, there's only, there's only York took points off of it, but we've not been beaten by any of them all season. We've played them both twice. Mm-hmm. And you don't do that by your luck. You don't do it. And I just think, I do honestly believe if season continued, we would make playoffs, especially with, with, with spirit at group at minute. And, and they're all learning and they're all young lads. I think last season we had a couple... Obviously, they've kicked on another level, um, and the players that we've brought in will only get better. And I think 
you know, I think um, we just—I think we just turned the corner. I just think I honestly do believe that we'd have, we'd get playoffs if it if it does continue. Nobody really knows what's happened yet. I don't—I don't think it's gonna. But hmm. yeah, we see. we don't know quite how it's going to pan out, do we now? But um, yeah, we were certainly we were certainly bang up there, weren't we? And uh, in in great form and a young side as well, a young side that's uh, that's learnt uh, a lot across the course of the. Across the course of the year, and you've you've not had um, as 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 much on field action, shall we say? How has this break paused affected your your thoughts about playing? Uh, are you going to be uh, an impact sub next season as well? Um, I've had my day. That's that's how I want to put it. I mean, I've had my time. It's, some, it's a young man's game. I've always said it. You, have, you can bring this, you can bring all the experience. You can bring a lot to the table, but. You just watch these young lads in training now, and what we've, what the fitness levels you've got to be at, even to play this league, you've, you've, you really have got to be fit. And, mm. and I can't really, I can't do what I used to do. And I just think in long run, um, it is a, it is a thing. But everybody has the day, and I've had my day, my day of playing football. I've, I've done all this, what these young lads are aspiring to be, and more. They, they want to be. I were in a good long league player. Um, I've got a lot of experience at level. Um, but I'd love these lads to kick on even more. I want them to go and reach their eyes that they, you know, they all dream to be professional footballers when they were younger and they're, they're getting paid money mm. to play football. But they can't just rest at that. You can see the younger in them and they want to go and play as high as they can. And that's what we, we guys who want to give these players, especially the young lads, you know. And you've got people like Amza now who's experienced, great to be around club. And, and these young lads, you know, it, it, it's good to have people like myself because you know I've, I've played level a long time. And but my days, I'm not, I'm not doing that too much. I mean, because I'm still enjoying getting them victories in dugout. It's still a good feeling, you know what I mean. So mm. I don't have to be off pitch. I can, I can express my views and I can tell them what you, you know. I, there'll be times, don't get me wrong, I'll be sat on bench and think I'd have scored that, or I'd have done this, I'd have done that. But you know each to the individual but they are cracking young players and I only have to go in training and I can see that I can't do what they can do for 90 minutes no chance not not now well so that means you're enjoying your 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 position your time as um, assistant manager as it is um, interesting you know the joint managers and and yourself your management team aren't you how, how does it work between you Russ and, and Marcus um, well we always have as different opinions, put it that way. But <laughs> I just think we're all we're all as one. You know, I mean, Marcus is a classic coach. He's brilliant at what he knows. Everything what needs to be done, and he knows what he, he, we've all got as traits. But you know, it, we, we all work as one. Nobody will not will not um, go into a game. We all are agreeing to something, and but we are. We've it's took time, but I just think we are. Yeah, we we good. How did you, um, this is a question that was uh, I was asked to ask because apparently this is an mm. interesting story. How did you come to come? How did it how did it set up that you'd you'd come to Geisley, you and Russ? Um, I've known Russ a long time, as you'll know, but mm. obviously I've with me Alfreton days, and if you're not know, I, I was assistant manager at Alfreton towards mm. my last towards end, and obviously that didn't something happened, and um, the new the old the new. Uh, um, so I think something happened where he, he brought his own manager in and stuff like this. So anyway, there were no business. And then, um, obviously, had some great years. And obviously, leave with fond memory. You know, we 
I, old Alfton in high regard. But I went to Shaw Lane. Russ had relishing on having a year off football and he'd got his holidays and all this. And I just I kept saying to him, oh, Shaw Lane, job's available. Craig, Craig Elliott's joined Boston. Do you fancy coming in and getting us promoted as we were in playoffs at the time? We'd mm. had a good season, Shaw Lane. And he says, oh, now I'm enjoying, I'm, I'm enjoying sunning myself. And obviously, I've always been close to Russ off football pitch as well, so I'll, I'll, I'll be in his ear all the time. And the next thing, he just says, I've, I've, I've had an opportunity to go and have a look at guys. Do you fancy him coming and have a look? So, obviously, I didn't get a second thought. We went and watched a few matches. And obviously, it just come about. Russ mentioned to me, he says, um, I've spoke with Marcus as well to... You know, because obviously I think something happened with Marcus at Chester. He didn't have it a good time there. Mm-hmm. Um, sour and here we are. And dream team, as they say, that's what I like to think of it as. Serendipity, isn't it, eh? Yeah. All, came, to- all came together right in, in yeah. the end. So what did you watch the games at the end of that season? Was that when you were having a, a, a look at the club then uh, towards the end of that 17-18 season? Because that was tough for us. At well, we... We we come to I think there's a couple of games we went to and obviously I think Russ went to a couple on himself obviously because I was still with Charlene at the time and yeah I, I think I got injured or something and um, I thought I'll go through and have a look but um, yeah it, it was a tough we knew it were a big job because the the amount of players that were on books and the club had gone full time and there was relegation bound and you just knew that there were going to be a, a lot of conversations before you could even think about playing football. Mm. And, and that was what, one of the things that um, got uh, the chairman said, look, we need to get the the, uh, the uh, finances balanced out. We need to basically, you know, consolidation. And you were just basically, we need to build from ground up. And it worked out well in the end. I'm, 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 I know we, we did it. I don't know we did it, but we managed to do it. And uh, potentially it could have, you know, football clubs can... Uh, a different way but we brought it back and we've got a lot of young lads in there and I'm sure we're all fans and all the lads and everybody associated with the club are proud of young lads that have uh, wet shirt with pride no, it definitely has been a feel good factor returned as well after well, a tough tough job in that first that first year oh it was the, the first the first season for us you, you mean the first season for, for us for you yes yeah yeah it, it was tough it was tough um, but Mm, yeah, it was it was it was a tough season because it weren't just we, could, we we weren't just concentrating on football. It was everything about the football club, you know. So his first season was just to find ourselves and you know balance the books and and get a, a, a miracle. It literally was. Well, it felt like a miracle once it all got panned out, and then we had that cup run, which put a bit of gloss on it. And but yeah, I think overall, I don't think it could have kind of gone any better for us that first season. No, it was an incredible cup. The cup run was incredible as well, wasn't it? I mean, such a uh, a moment of national attention on the on the club. The money, massively important at that time as well. So that made yeah. up for some of the obviously the troubles that we had to get through with players leaving and um, results being hard to come by at stages in the season. So it made a big difference, didn't it? Yeah, I can't remember how many games we drew. Did we draw something? were ridiculous, wasn't it? Something like 17, 18 games, might have been more. And and they were all, could have gone either way, so you could switch them over and little tweaks. And I can't remember how many times we should have won that one, we should have won that one. But, you know, it didn't, it didn't uh, 
a draw is a draw. But um, the FA Cup run, you could just see, obviously, when we first come in, we were getting the fans started to creep up and it, the people started backing, getting back in, you know, falling back in love mm. with guys. And then the FA Cup, you know, it, you feel the buzzer all to the old place, just you're walking around and all you can hear is guys have got so and so FA Cup and we're all I can even remember Russ ringing me he's on his way down London yeah. to be like top draw and I'm like oh God. so all, they all buzz around the old place and the next thing you're getting 1,300 1,200 fans behind mm. it. so it's there it's just that they need to you need to give them something to believe in don't you and, and I think this year especially especially with the young lads we've got now it's exciting times if we can uh, keep all the young boys together so I want to take a step back at you, Russ, uh, um, Paul. <laughs> mixing, <laughs> mixing you up there. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm so used to like just uh, having a conversation with Russ after the game. Usually he's just scowling at me as well. But, um, <laughs> um, I want to go back. I want to go back, Paul. I want to go back to uh, the earliest memories of football. What first? What first inspired? What's your earliest memories of, uh, of falling in love with the game? Oh. Uh... I remember I used to play with a tennis ball. I honestly remember I've got a twin brother and we're so competitive. It was unbelievable when we were growing up. So when we got to seven, eight, nine-year-old, obviously as football had gone flat or it'd gone over next door neighbour's garden, we'd be kicking rolls of sellotape round garden and things, just things like just then then watching, the, I think it would have been Premier League then, just a bit early stages at Premier League. And I think that's when I was allowed to stay up on a Saturday night. We never got up Sunday morning to watch it. And I just remember loving it from really as much as I can remember. But it were it were mainly being competitive against my brother because we just I just wanted to beat him at everything I did. I never did it. He used to beat me at things, but I like to think I got up around there. We won the battle of the tennis balls. Um, yeah. So, so uh, you must have realised at some point you were you were pretty good at this, and you, you had a, a breakthrough. Was it Barnsley? Wasn't it? You started started out with the academy, made a breakthrough in there. Yeah, I think we had a. Um, I played football for school from a local school, obviously, and and, and uh, we've got to a cup final. And I think as as final were on the uh, academy pitches, or, or well, they weren't an academy at the time. It was just at the Barnsley Football Club. And I think I'd scored three or four goals in the final. And then obviously I got invited for a trial. And um, yeah, I just went from there. It was, I think, when did I say? I think it was just before uh, I was 12 years old. I think I signed for Barnsley. And uh, I was there to see them get to Premier League and things like that, which were good. Mm. But yeah, brilliant. And then they got all the academy funding from that Premier League. And uh, obviously I was similar. I think I was a year behind John Parkin. I think I was a year below John Parkin. Going up through uh, academy, but it was brilliant. But uh, it was a bit disappointing when I got released. Yeah, but you still, you still, you know, you made a, a, a great career um, out of it, and and perhaps the the place where you're best uh, known is obviously as we talked about earlier on, Alfredton. I mean, what a success you had there! Was it 114 goals in 311 games? Oh, I can't remember the official figures. I, I, I don't think I've ever been told them. I think. It was just weird how that started because when I got released by Barnsley, this is what I like to say to the young lads because um, when I got released at Barnsley at 16, obviously, and so deflated because when when you're growing up as a kid, all you can think, of, even when you're at school, when you you know you can picture it, can't you? I'm going to I'm going to school in year 11, so I've got my exams to think about, but I'm thinking about football. And next thing, you get left flat on your face, 
Um, no football. Um, probably my exams weren't never going to be great because I'm not going to say my brother was brighter than me at school, so he was always getting passed on back for that. But um, I just give football up. I'll be honest, I did. I gave it up for two for a year and a half, maybe two years, and uh, I went and played local Sunday league football and. I didn't, I didn't even play straight away. I left it for a year and a half and then I just got scouted again. Even at 18, 19, mm. oh, he's good. So that's when I thought, you know, I've been out, I've messed around, gone out drinking with my friends. But really, I always wanted to play football and I just think I didn't want to blow it second time. And then it was luckily because Gainsborough, a scout from Gainsborough, just that were it. They offered me a contract and then it all started at Gainsborough. Well, fantastic. Um Fantastic story, isn't it, to be able to get back into the game um, after having that spell out and and then making such an impact. I, I, I tell you what, I remember um, you were Alfreton and obviously we were talking about uh, uh, a, a spell where you scored a lot of goals. I remember one horrible game we travelled to Alfreton, uh, 6-0 defeat. <laughs> you, down, Alfreton down to 10 men in the first, I can't even remember what it was, about 20 minutes. And it was a heck of a, yeah. heck of a team that, that, that was there at that time. Oh, it was. I can't. All I can picture about that team is we we were like on autopilot because even though these players turned out to be good players and some of them have gone and played championships, some of them have gone and played to highest level, but just everything about training were competitive. If I remember every little thing, so as runs, we it, it must have been a joy for Russ and uh, Nicky Orr at the time because. We were just all that fit and we were just all in it together. And I think the team spit, I think that just what 90% of it, the lads were just they were ridiculous. We were just running and running and running. I think it was just autopilot and then we turn up to games. I think we even knew we were winning games before it kicked off. I think that's hard, it ridiculous it sounds, but we, we were a force at that time, you know, even at that level. It, we, we just felt we couldn't get beat. We did get beat, but we had, still had that bounce back ability. I think it's actually what we're trying to create at Geisler same sort of thing and because um, I've lived through it and I've, I've experienced it and I know what it feels like to you, you, it's hard to explain if you've never been really fit but you know when you're really fit you, you, you will your eyes you feel like you can do anything and I think that's where we were at the time at Alfreton we, we, we've got like 15, 16 lads all, all on the same wavelength and it must have been a pleasure for gaffers because they just sat on back and watched us and I bet they thought we're a good team here and we did. We had, we got promoted that. Is it, I think it was second season. Not sure. Managed to keep all lads together. Um, but that's what we're going to try and do here at Guys. Then keep these young, this young group together, and hopefully we can reach these dizzy heights. If you, I tell you what, if you as a management team can bring anything of that 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 performance that uh, I remember at Alfred and uh, on that night at the six nil, wow, that would uh, that would do me very nicely. Do me. Very I can hardly remember it because I didn't score. <laughs> <laughs> I've oh, tried to put it out of my mind, to be honest, many times I've tried to put it out of my mind. <laughs> well, I always hear Russ say to me now, he still says, it's, uh, he says, Liam Earn at the time, yeah. were in front of Jamie Vardy, you know, because Russ actually scouted Liam, uh, Jamie Vardy, tried to bring Jamie Vardy to Alfreton. Yeah. Uh, so he said, my front three, only front four, he wanted it Nathan Arnold, Paul Clayton, Liam Earn, Jamie Vardy. That was from four. And obviously, I think chairman would pay an extra couple of grand or whatever it were. I'm not 100% sure. I'd be lying if I told you I knew. But he realised and he ended up going to Halifax, if I remember right. Mm. But, uh, 
how, thing, how things might have turned out, eh? Uh, I know. England caps obviously came to Jamie Vardy. He also came to you, didn't they? England? Yeah. Yeah, well, I first, I am the first Alfreton non-league England Sea international. Twice first over. One. Yeah. It, yeah, it, Malta away we ended up playing. I got scouted. But Liam Hearn got called up for that. But something to do with his passport. I don't know if his passport had run out or something. He couldn't make the trip. So it'd have been us both, but it turned out it was just me and end. Did you steal his passport? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sure I can't remember what it was. I'm sure his passport had expired and he had time to get um, re- or something. I might be way off, but it was something. I mean, what's that like as an experience? Though? I mean, you know, I, I, I could pull in an England shirt just to watch it in the pub. That's the only hope I could ever have of that. But for you to actually, you know, be playing football, pulling on the shirt and, and playing getting to, 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 you know, play with the country, the country, train, you know, be in that whole camp. What is that like? Yeah, but it's only now you look back at it and think, wow, that was a proud moment. Do you know what I mean? Because mm. at time, because I'm, I was this player and I'm running around, I'm doing, I, I just thought, well, I've deserved that. <laughs> you don't, you don't realise it, uh, uh, you know, and at time, it did get me when I think back now, when I, I think, how proud I was to wear the national anthem because it doesn't matter what level or whatever sport you're doing to represent your country. Anything you do, it, it, it really is a um, a, a, a buzz and an honour. And but when I look back at it now, and I still got my England shirts, and I look back and I think, God, where've all the years gone? But it were oh, going getting our trek, and the FA looked after us, put in this big nice hotel, and getting picked up in a really nice car and drove and down London, chauffeured looked after and it was just brilliant it was really one of the best experiences I've ever had looking back at it now I must admit it was brilliant and a bit of pride of place in your uh, in your house aren't you the uh, England shirts that you, you got yeah so what I'll do one of my lads will come around and say oh have you seen my England shirt lad <laughs> first thing I say look at this England shirt what is that real England shirt? yeah it's first team that yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's just the posty isn't it you know well, God bless him, Grandad. God bless him. He's, I always remember saying to him, "I says, oh, Grandad, I've passed away now." But uh, he says to me, uh, "Grandad, I've been called up to play for England C." He turned around to me and said, um, "Is that for the disabled, son?" I went, "No, no, no, no. It's non-league England, so it's all." You know, I tried to explain to him, but he weren't having that. One of those stuck in his old ways. Bless him. <laughs> There's only one England team, son, and if you're not in that one, you're not in Rally. Well, it ain't Grandad, but you know. <laughs> Brilliant, isn't it? And and so from uh, Alfreton, obviously you went to to Harrogate Town as well. Um, you were uh, I'll I'll point this one out. You're in a side that got beaten by Geisley that time, four two over uh, over Boxing Day. Uh, <laughs> um, you had a good spell there, though. Played alongside another legend as well uh, from from Geisley. Anyway, James Walshaw. What was it time yeah. out there? And Danny Ellis. Yeah. Is that what you meant? <laughs> <laughs> That's what you were going to say. No, no. Um, I remember my time well at Alfton because at uh, Arrogate, a lot of good people, you know, you, you, as you know yourself, there's a lot of good people behind every football club. There always is. And, um, it was always hard to leave Alfton. I never thought I'd leave. I honestly don't. And I, I end up, for some reason, being on bench at Alfton and, I'm sure it was season after we were second. We were se- Alfton was second in the league at, in March. I'm sure it was in March. This is in conference. And you're thinking, 
little old Alfreton, you know, football league. And I found this at team. I couldn't get in team for some reason. I, I think I had a conversation with Nick and I said, look, I need to go and get game time, you know. I'm, uh, I don't want to be sat on bench. I didn't want to be a complicated and upsetting dressing room because I'm not saying I whinged, but everybody wants to play football, don't they? Um, ended up, anyway, yeah, Simon Weaver come in and end up going out on loan then till the end of the season. And I really, really did enjoy it there, I must admit. I, everywhere, you know, it doesn't matter who you're playing, I was one of those, I'd just play football. That's all I wanted to do. And, and yeah, met some good people. Danny Ellis, one of them. Great, great centre half. Played against him a lot of times. And obviously, James Walshaw scores goals for fun, does James, and mm-hmm. another player. Yeah, we had uh, Danny Ellis. I mean, this is a, a little a story, a side story, really. We had Danny Ellis on Geyser Radio many years ago when he was injured. Uh, we yeah. were playing uh, against Altrincham, and they they went four-one up against us. And he's the the only player to actually, uh, the only person to actually have sworn out loud on the radio as <laughs> we went four-one down. Guys, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's a good character, Danny. He's, a nice he's banned now. <laughs> oh, not done yet. <laughs> so just mind your language, Paul. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you had a good spell there, but then then this strange club, Shaw Lane, comes in, and they're they're a young club flying through the leagues, and you had a, another um, a really good spell there, didn't you? Some some great moments, good goals. Um, what was it? Fifteen and forty-five. I was reading in your league appearances in seventeen, eighteen. So you were still banging in the goals, and the yeah. FA Cup run as well that season. Yeah, I don't know how Shawlin. Oh, yeah, that way I got an injury. I did I got an injury? I went back to Alfreton, didn't I? If you remember. Mm. So I went, I went back to Alfreton. That's when I obviously got the uh, um, doing a bit of an assistant manager's job with Russ because Nicky left for Burn for Burnley. Mm-hmm. Uh, so obviously, club were really were in relegation zone, were struggling, and I think we turned it round. Obviously. I like to say I helped Russ, but obviously Russ with his knowledge and his experience and obviously it worked another miracle, got us into mid-table and comfortably stayed up. Um, obviously after that, this uh, consortium, also, I think it was a lottery winner's come in and I think well, Lee Mullen has come in and obviously he wanted to bring his own manager and obviously Wayne, Wayne Badley, Alfton chairman, has been brilliant to us over the years, but you know, it, football is about financial and um, he wanted to bring his manager, and so that was a time Russ wanted to spend with his family. Um, so I opted to go Shaw Lane because it was on doorstep as well. That was the real key factor. I went on trials for Boston and all in that summer, mm. and I had, I had a knee injury. I did. I had a knee injury, and I couldn't check it off. I'd been to see physio after physio, and it were a rare, it were a palp. What was it? It were a Baker's cyst in my knee. Um, and it just needed time. So basically, saying to me, you, you get these with, you know, uh, just knock after knock, time after time. Just you know, you're getting old. You've got to accept that your knees, your knees getting old. It's just take take what it's a professional game. You know, they'd operate on it, and then they take it out, and then the places. But we, you, you're best off just stop playing, right, recover, and then go again. So that's what I did, and I ended up winning all in. I don't know. I can't, I can't really remember how it happened, but. Yeah, I enjoyed that as well. Even even though you know, it's not what I was used to because you were used to playing in front of good crowds. But I still played same. I couldn't play it any other way. Mm-hmm. And I think now when I look back, I think if I won ten pound or five hundred pound or a thousand pound, you know, you just play the game like these in Premier League. It's same. I'm sure they play. I'm sure they play it same if they're on fifty pound or five hundred grand a week. Do you? 
Yeah, well, <laughs> hey, 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 the way things are going, you never know. They might have to. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's, uh, and you shouldn't mention that to the chairman either, probably. Um, <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, yeah, right, and George, you had that good cup run, didn't we? Uh, Man, we drew Mansfield, I think it was. Yeah, you did, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, if you'd beaten that, they, do, do you know if you... Do you know who if we you were playing guys like Yeah, that's right, yeah. <laughs> I know, yeah, I can remember now. What, uh, what was that like? Because it was that, that was at home, wasn't it? You lost 3-1, but uh, that was um, that was at home at Shore Lane. It was, uh, that had cup set written all over it, didn't it? I think that they scored. Uh, obviously, we still think it's FA Cup. Beauty FA Cup is it's a one-off game. And I know what it's like to beat favourites. And you, you can be complete. You can think, oh, look, they an interview before the game saying if they even think that they can come to little old Shaw Lane and think, oh, if, they, if anyone want to walk up in the morning and thought, oh, we've only got Shaw Lane today, I think they'd have got beat. I honestly do believe that. I just think timing and everything and place what buzzing, all these probably fans that have never been to watch Shaw Lane, you know. Mm. And uh, obviously, we weren't favourites. You, you've got to keep. <laughs> You know, but fair play to him. And anyway, I think it was a Barnsley lad that ended up scoring a couple. The um, kid at uh, Mansfield, um, what's his name? Schneider. Good lad, anyway. Good player. Scored a couple of goals. Scored a cracking of red kick, and I think we ended up three-one in the end. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then I knew they ended up drawing guys. Then. So you could have lost the guys there again, and as, as Shoreline, you say, if, uh, if you'd got through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd have, yeah. Finally made it to the Mecca and Nether more earlier. <laughs> yeah. So um, then, of course, you've 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 come to us in the in, in the season we talked about. What a tough season that seventeen eighteen season is, and now things have as 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 things have improved. Just want to just want to ask a couple of questions that I was asked to ask really. Um, first of all, um, best player you ever faced. <sighs> Best player I've ever faced. Yeah, ever played against. Uh, best players who's been on the opposition uh, side that you can think of. Who, who's who's been, you know, the highest profile. Maybe the best known. Maybe somebody who just has blown you away. Well, if it's somebody on highest profile, that you'd have to say Edgar Davids, because he's played. You know, <laughs> we all know. It's a pretty good one. <laughs> it's got to be him. He was at Barnet at the time. Yeah. Um, he had forgotten yeah, about I, that. Yeah. I always remember though, and I, I can't swear. <laughs> I can edit you he out. Had, he had number one on back of his shirt, and I just thought, oh, yeah. you, I can't say what I'm going to say. Because that, you know, it's disrespectful. I don't I think it's disrespectful. I just think it's bad. So I saw that, and that was straight Red Bull. I, I was like, right, yeah, you, if I get half a chance. <laughs> just because you've got number one on back of your shirt, you're a footballer, you're an outfield player. You know, I just think it's a bit big-headed, to be honest. But he's got to be the most highest-profile player that have played against. He's got to be, because he's multiple mm. Euro or whatever he's done. And great football career. Anybody in the world says Edgar Davies, I bet they know who he is. What was he like, did you think, uh, at that stage of his career, um, obviously on the um, um, uh, at the end of his career, um, was it? Was, could you tell that class on the pitch? Mm, no, not really. Thinking, um, I can't remember, so I can't say yeah. But obviously, he will have still been a good player. You don't lose his ability; he'd have been a good player. But I always remember him more when he was. I think he he, he was the player manager, weren't he? Yes. And then, yeah. 
I remember him coming to Alfreton and he was managing all fans are running up to him getting signatures and autographs. Uh, anyway, we beat him 3 0 and I got two. So I just, like, <laughs> Happy days. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Who's the best you've played with? Oh. What, in a, any position? Any any player that you've just been on the same side of and you think one of the top? Oh. That's hard. The answer no. can't be Paul Clayton, by the way. Um. Well, it's, it's hard to say because, do you know when you play with players and you can't believe heights they've got to now and you think, Back in time, and you rewind clock, and you look and think, "Yeah, yeah, I can see it now." But you, you don't at times. Mm. So I, I just, I'm going to say Lee Tomlin because because when I saw him play for England C, mm. I knew in my own head that he'd go and reach Premier League. Do you know what I mean? Mm. With his ability, so I'd have to say him because I knew without anybody saying, "Oh, he's a good player," and saw it with my own eyes. So I, all these training sessions we did all these little things we did in training with coaches at England and that, and I just saw him and I thought, you know, it, well, his ability, it was his ability that stood out and I thought, is that what you need to make top? Because if you don't, then I'm not going to make top. Do you know what I mean? Hmm, that's interesting. What, what, what aspect of it then is it that uh, stands out? Is it a te- a, a, a touch of the ball? Is it movement? Is it, you know, uh, ability to read the game? Fitness? It's just... It, no, take fitness away because I don't think he was the fittest. You know, he, he was a bit of a stocky kid, whereas I was like a racing snake. You know, I'd probably, I will, I'm probably about 12, eight, 11 stone went through when I went my fighting weight when I'm fit. Whereas he, he'd have been a good half a foot shorter than me, but probably a twice, you know, a, a good stone and a half heavier. So I, he was a bit of a stocky kid. Mm. But he, he, he just got there quicker because he thought clever. You know, mm. his, his mind was faster and everything about him, it, it, it was just... I didn't know how he created that yard of space, but it, it worked through pace. I think it was just his mind were a bit more tuned in than everybody else's. So I think that's what took him as far as it. And his ability on ball, and it, this the whole complete package, I think, in the end. Mm. He was a good, good player. And I knew, I said to my dad, I still remember saying to my dad when we got back, I said, you know, there's a kid called Lee Tomlin. Wow, what a player he is. And uh, I just can't get him out of my mind. He's one that sticks in my mind from being in that England camp when I was younger. And, and I just said, yeah, he, 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 he won't surprise me. And he's scoring belters in championship, if I remember. So, mm. good player. Very good player. And I think his commands commanded a lot of money from it as well. So, which is fair play to him because I remember talking to him about he's got, he had kids and that. And was it Rushton and Diamonds? I'm sure it was Rushton and Diamonds. A team at the mm. time and cracking player. But he's the one that stands out in my mind. So I'd say, I'd say him, Lee Tomlin. Does it feel like fine margins, you know, for yourself? You could have different, slightly different circumstances, opportunities that might have come. You could have, you could have stepped up and. Oh yeah, I've had opportunities. I mean, it's only now when Russ has turned around to me and said, "This is you could have gone this and you could have done that." I still believe I could have done league football easily. Mm. But I. I I didn't actually crave it. I weren't one of those that craved it. Even now, my career's more or less finished and done. I don't look back and think, oh, if only I did that or if I only did this. I mean, I had opportunity to go to Cambridge. My contract had just finished. Oh, it was up in the summer at Alfreton, but my wife was pregnant. Mm. So they rang me up 
this agent, this random agent, he says, can you come down and uh, sign for this team down Lutz South? I goes, what team? He says, oh, I can't tell you. I says, why? He says, well, I can't tell you, but there's an offer on the table. I says, all right, so he'd read this offer out. I'm, I'm, I'm like thinking of these two teams where it could have been, it were either uh, Cambridge or Luton. Um, but anyway, I found out later it was Cambridge. Um, and I had to turn it down because my wife, they were, I had to live within a three-mile radius of the ground. Oh, and right. I says, look, well, I've got a pregnant wife. Yeah. So they'd offered me ridiculous money. It was, even it were ridiculous money. Um, and I said, look, I can't. I says, you know, I says, I've got a pregnant wife. I'm not moving her down there. I'm not staying down here vote if you need me for all. Um, um, and she wants to be around the family. Obviously, it's her first kid. She yeah. wants to be around the mum and things like that because that's what women are like, I've heard. <laughs> so I don't know. But it, and it just didn't happen. And I signed a new contract to Alfreton. But that season, they signed, um, I think it was Michael Gash. Or were it, hmm. Oh, Ad, no, Adam Cunnington. They signed Adam Cunnington instead. Um, and they got promoted that season, Cambridge. So that would have been Football League. But I'm not, I'm not even, it doesn't faze me. I've, I've got out of the game where I've always wanted and I enjoyed it. And I've earned a bit of money out of it. And I can walk away from playing days with me. I'll die, I think. Definitely, and family first as well in all these circumstances. Um, so, yeah, all credit, you know. What next then, Paul? What's what's what? What do you hope to do now? Um, obviously, if you've if you've put your boots to one side, assistant manager now, management for you? Yeah, yeah, hundred um, percent. Obviously, this is like my. Uh, I like to, well, Russell. This is my. Uh, what do you call it? Apprenticeship. You know, I'm learning off a tool. Good lads, good, especially Russ, who I can't speak highly enough because I've known him a long time and I've seen him what he's done in game and amount of money he's made clubs, um, amount of players he's made progress to, you know, of countless many players I can't name one, uh, I can't name them all hmm. that have gone on and I can I can assure you that there'll be a lot of the players that will turn round and say, you know, I owe him a lot of credit because he has his. Uh, Definitely well respected. He definitely made my career. Him and uh, Nicky Law. Uh, I bet he made me a better player. So, if I could emulate what he's done, I know he'll have a chance to go into the league. But he's another family man, and he'll 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 not regret anything he's done. So, if I can just get me apprenticeship done through Russ and obviously Marcus, another one with wealth experience, can only stand me in good stead for future. Well, Paul, I really appreciate your time uh, for for talking to us today, and uh, we really look forward to seeing you back in that in that dugout next season or this season or whenever it will be, and just uh, just uh, just to enjoy uh, the uh, pleasures of being around Nethermore and enjoying competitive football again. Um, yeah. So, so thank you so much, uh, and, and and stay safe, and uh, we'll look forward to seeing you very very soon. Yeah, yeah same to you, mate, and uh, stay safe and. Uh... Hopefully it'll not be too long before we're all playing the, the game we all love and we're all here having a pint together and Well thanks for listening and don't forget to join our Pay It Forward campaign if you can. We are uh, humbled and really grateful for all of the support that has been shown to the football club. 
in uh, these times when, of course, we've got absolutely no revenue and we're struggling on through to get the club to the other side um, of uh, this particular crisis. So pay it forward, look it up on the website, uh, guyseyafc.co.uk. You can find it. The crowdfunder page is crowdfunder.co.uk forward slash guysey-afc. Pay it forward. Uh, remember, for every £100 that we raise, we're going to be dishing out free match tickets to all those key workers who are doing all the uh, tremendous jobs to keep us all safe and uh, fed at this uh, particular time. Thanks again to Paul for his time this uh, for this podcast, and uh, thanks so much for listening, and uh, catch you again soon.